This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast, now in our fifth season, looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club. My name is Benjamin Blooming. You're tuned into the flagship show available each and every week on video and or audio. So for a sometimes irreverent but always informative hour or more of football conversation, make your Monday a Blue Monday. David Diamond's here, and probably what everybody's wondering, Dave, have you ever been to an escape room? I haven't, no, no. I don't know why, why that's on my mind at the moment. Craig's also here. Craig, have you been to an escape room? I have been to two escape rooms. <laughs> Stop everything. Stop. Tell, tell us about hold, escape room number hold one, the Craig. Front page. Uh, well, I think they, they were both in Colchester. The first one, I think, is related to the ones that uh, the Ipswich players. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> escape from with suspiciously one two seconds to spare um <laughs> like when james bond way... presses the button and it says zero zero seven on the thing yeah. they, they will probably tell you yeah. what bond movie that is and then i'll say uh, stop Goldfinger. getting bond wrong goldfinger of course i guess i don't know <laughs> Go ahead, um yeah so i did one in culture with the, this is with the kids and uh and my other half um and they, they're very good actually the people that run them are very good in that they'll give you enough clues to sort of help you out of the room in time, you know, so you think you've accomplished the, the mission sort of thing. But I think we did ours in about 50 minutes. We certainly didn't do ours in 59 minutes and 30 seconds or whatever the, the Ipswich fellas did. Dave, um, I, and yeah, and wasn't, I, wasn't apparently Cole Skews, the master escapee. Hey, again, don't know what you're talking about. Um, Dave, oh, you did, we went to the, the botanist in Reading where I play the piano and oh, where yeah. you sit, you look out the yeah. window, and there's an escape room just opposite. So I've spent many a bored hour playing some pop song for the millionth time, um, yeah. kind of getting it wrong a little bit, looking over at the escape room. Dave, you're you're, you're the boss at your work. Do you do, you do team building exercises? Really, or do you do mate, your own no. in-house training? <laughs> oh, of course, obviously, own in-house training. I actually had to do some own in, well, not my own in-house training, but had to attend some training. Some listen to this on Friday in London. Um, the the group I work for, we had three hours of behavioural training. Oh, this which is was this interesting. Is sensitivity training. This will go quite well as a seg for the next item, which I'll move on to. But um, look, I'm sure we're going to talk about um, the escape room with reference to me walking out of the ground yesterday and hearing about eight people going, Rush, I wish I'd been in training rather than a damn escape room. <laughs> <laughs> that was the talk of Portman Road. But um, uh, TWT reported that Club Secretary Stuart Hayton says town are determined to tackle an increase, I quote, in racist, homophobic and xenophobic chanting, um, the gentlemen have just moved awkwardly in their seats as we do with um, these type of conversations. We did have a little chit-chat with uh, about this in the WhatsApp group. Um, look, I'll go first and give you my two penneth on this and then either of you guys can come in afterwards. I think we would all admit that there's been 
there's been a lot of work and a lot of improvement in the racism issue from from the terraces. I think now most people understand that it's not acceptable to join in in racist um, chanting um, or any type of racist abuse. I think there's been a big improvement of that, certainly since I've been watching football and that's kind of generally acknowledged. There's still the odd kind of invisible thing where people of um, a certain mentality don't quite understand that they might be being what other people would construe to be being racist. The homophobic issue, I think, um, isn't as far along and you get a hell of a lot more let's say, digs and, and words. And like, I watch Leeds a, a, a fair amount doing championship. Luke Ayling has long hair and is often subject to um, homophobic abuse because of the length of his hair. And I don't think people understand, etc., etc. Um, xenophobic, massive. O- o- always you hear hear lots and lots of it. Um, guys, my, my contention here, and this this is good. Yeah, we, we, we don't want racist chanting. We don't want homophobic chanting. We don't want xenophobic chanting. Is that... I still believe that people feel comfortable in a football stadium being abusive to either a referee, a footballer from their own team or another team, or the opposition fans. And I think, um, for example, I sat yesterday and heard a man for 20 to 30 minutes abusing Will Keane. And I don't think he thought he was abusing Will Keane. I think if you went up to him, he would have said, Look, I'm at the football and my team's playing badly. What else am I supposed to say? And um, Dave, I'm still worried with abuse at football that people still feel very comfortable. Obviously, we have the monster that's Twitter now where people behave on a daily basis in an absolutely Mm. terrible way to each other. Um, Do do you see where I'm coming from? That Yes, there's been a lot of work um, stopping the racist stuff and the homophobic stuff xenophobic yes we, we all understand that but there's still a general sense that people feel they can go to the football and personally abuse football players referees and other supporters yeah no absolutely I mean for me I'm, I'm obviously on that good bit old as, as you know I keep harping back to and I started watching football in the 70s for goodness sake you know any I and mean, we know that any any black player back in the 70s was just when I think back now horrific abuse but it was just accepted accepted back then so things have moved on tremendously and obviously obviously you know for the better I mean the guy you spoke about yesterday that was abusing Will King that's what people do some people just basically go to the football to let off steam they, 90 do they minutes on a Saturday afternoon that, and that's that their way do they understand that they're abusing someone and on the one hand it's um Will King that wasn't very good is different to Wilkie, you effing useless prick, you know, da, da, da. Do they understand the difference? I don't think perhaps they do. No, that's just, that's just like I said, what they go to the match for to, to let off steam. But as far as the, you know, the, the, the abuse on all, on all fronts, I mean, it's been tremendous since through the seventies, even through the eighties, nineties, maybe, I mean, it's, it's just moved on to a, you know, such a great extent that, I must admit, when I go to the match now, I don't obviously I don't stand or sit in in areas unless we go away. I, I know, I mean, I never I never hear it. Craig, unless is it you, unless you, is, unless you is, go to you know you go to him. Is it is it ever going to stop, Craig? This culture that um, pe- if a referee makes a decision that a football fan doesn't agree with, that they feel that it's okay to personally insult and and we we've seen this past couple of weeks this with this uh, Caroline Flack business that people are actually starting to now turn online and say, look, can, can people just stop being horrible to each other? Is this ever going to transmit into the football ground? I know people are going to think I'm being a massive snowflake here, but I think there's a, there's a bigger, a bigger problem. Yes. I, and I'm not downplaying the work that's been done on racism and stuff, but I think generally in society, there's, there's a bigger problem than just, racist abuse, homophobic abuse, which, whichever um, ism you're going to talk about, than just people feeling it's okay to abuse other people. Yeah, well, actually, I don't think there's Danny, is going to stop at football, is it? It's going to have to take a monumental sea change in a lot of people's attitudes to stop abuse at football matches. But, you know, is it is it something that's just taken as red as going to happen at football matches? Now, I'm not saying the homophobic or the racist or any misogyny or anything like that but just the yeah keen you effing useless see you know that's going to happen at football matches referee or a blind 
X, Y, Z. That's, that's going to happen. You know, you're never going to ever going to change that. What they're going to have to try and stamp down on and is, I say, the the more um, personal, for? personal, yeah, specific abuse that does come under those particular headings. I think that, and and they do, don't they? You've got the you know text this number to to report it, stamp out racism X, Y, Z. And I, I'm I'm like Dave, you know, I I sit in the uh, family enclosure um, upstairs, <laughs> yeah. so you know. There's nothing said. There's nothing said up there. Um, as Dave says again, it's away matches. You do hear it, but then you know I've been to a dozen or so away matches this year. I can't recall having heard anything that I would have you know associated with it. Uh, um, however, I went. I said, sorry, Greg. I stood um, with Jordan, my son, for the. I don't know. We thought it'd be a good idea for the commentary game, the, the FA Cup replay. Only like six, seven thousand there. Awful night. Well, we went, I don't know, but last minute thing. Yeah, we'll go we'll buy tickets on the gate. And actually stood in the Sir Bobby lower and um oh, it's just dogs abuse right through the game. I mean, dogs abuse, you know, just frequent well, every other word I think was the C word and you know, right, right through the game and you sort of think, Really? You know, I just couldn't and I'm no proof good God, you know, you you know, you've seen it, you've grown up with it, but yeah. Right through you, the game. Absolutely. Yeah, you do. I I do notice that a lot. I so say I go with my my boy who's twelve, you know, and he's he knows all the words as it were. But um, away matches you do get it. And if you if you happen to be standing near a certain bunch, I don't know who these people are. But as they said, every other word is the c word. It's if it's the ref, if it's the lino, Whoever. if it's the physio for the other team, yeah. yeah. If it's the you know bloke walking past the front, a steward, everyone is. But you know what? What you just can't do anything about that. That's just the no. way of the world. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. It, I think it's going to develop. I, I just wonder whether um, the I don't know what the right approach is, whether you tackle the, the big issue that I'm talking about of just people just generally abusing everyone while they're at the football or you do what yeah. actually is happening where you go in one way. Duh, duh. I'm not for once saying and Joe raised this in the WhatsApp group. There's got to be the banter. There's got to be the fun. It's OK to. It's okay to question a ref's decision or lament a, a misplaced pass or what have you, but I just feel that 90% of people that give the type of abuse, if a customer wherever they worked spoke to them in that way or they over they overheard, because players do hear, um, I I don't know how they'd react. But hey, look, big big soapbox on that. Um, when I, just one point, when I said frequent use of the c word, I didn't mean crap. <laughs> <laughs> that's tremendous. Um, something else that's tremendous, Dave, is um, he's on the grass. He's Kane Vincent Young, and he's two or three uh, weeks away. Um, I was asked on the radio yesterday, is that going to change our season, Dave? Kane Vincent Young on the way back. Um, and oh, also, well, we... can he play wing back? We've not seen him play wing back. Oh, my God. I, ben, I, I don't know. I mean, great. It'll be great to have him back. I fear it's going to be two months too late, probably, to be too, perfectly Too much, honest. too little, too late. Too much, too little, too late. Too much, too young. Yeah, it's um, look, it'd be great to have him back, but you know, yeah, time on the grass is one thing. Getting match fitness. I mean, I heard, I think I saw somewhere bounded about. He's even been mentioned for perhaps Blackpool and Fleetwood in which are games in the next what couple of weeks coming up. So, uh, yeah, he'll, he a, a fit Vincent Young, you know, um, displaying his form pre-injury. Yeah, of course he's going to be a, a real tonic, a real asset to the side. But I think it's going to be too late to make a difference to our season. Isn't his points per game about 3.1 at the moment or something? Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Isn't it? um, we don't even do the extrapolation well, he, now, do we? He, he was interviewed himself, wasn't he? There, there was the, the supporters club quiz during the Very week. And they, um, they, got a, they got a question into him after that. And he, he himself said he's hoping to be back in early March. So. Mm. Um, and, if you, and you say, can he play wing back? He can probably play wing back better than... Edwards play wing back. Keep your powder dry on that one, could. Craig. We'll get we'll get onto it. We'll get onto that. Um, Craig chips chips to pass in the night might be uh, Kane Vincent Young and James Norwood because Norwood is going off for a second groin operation. Lambert says he'll be out for a few weeks, but he'll be back before the end of the season. We have to get the groin sorted out, and hopefully that is what will happen. Um, <laughs> in context, we can do this a bit later. Um, Craig, talk about the impact of losing one of your four forwards who's the only one who's a physical presence and an aerial presence. Yeah, I know. It's well thankfully, you know, we've got three strikers who are going to be readily available for us for the next uh, few few matches and it won't have as much of an in, as much of an impact. If you don't laugh, three, you'll cry. Yeah. It, it it's it's a 
you know, we don't know the ins and outs of it, do we? You know, he, he obviously had an operation in what, October time, did he, for the same thing? And it obviously either hasn't worked or didn't do as much as they usually, hoped it would have done. Could Usually this stuff is like scar tissue and stuff, isn't it? That happens a lot. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. And, you know, groin injuries just sort of hang around, don't they? They're just, they're just always there in the background unless they're properly looked after and properly sorted and you've got a, an elongated period of time to get over them. I just think maybe they had a, they thought, you know, they could do like an interim operation mid-season just to sort of get him through to the end of the season. It patently hasn't worked out like that. But, you know, how many games has he played consecutively for Tranmere and... Forest Green and that over the last seven or eight seasons. You must have been playing 40, 50 matches a season for them without any issue. Certainly 200 Based... plus, I think, Craig. Oh, Just all yeah. that goals as well. Every game on shitty old pitches, you know, slogging it out down in the non-league and then comes to us and gets a couple of dozen games under his belt. Oh, and then I'm, he's... I'm not even sure what Vincent Young's um, uh, record was before he joined us. I'm sure, that was, I'm sure it was pretty good. Yeah, I don't think he actually played that many games, had he? He'd been, no, I probably he'd only not. Not as practiced, obviously, not yeah. in the but, but he, So, you know, can't legislate for it. He really can't. But always seems to happen to us, unfortunately. It does. Um, David, Tommy Smith. Um, we all dream of a team of Tommy Smiths has joined yeah. Sunderland until the end of the season. Um, can you talk to me a bit about the transfer? And is this specific to Ipswich? Um, fans hankering for... Um, former players to come back when there are presumably thousands of footballers registered professional or is this just a a general football fan trait because every time one's available there's a big outcry for them to come back Um, so give me a view on the transfer and and that that idea generally well the view of the transfer until the end of the season yeah he came back from Colorado I think and apparently been trained well not apparently had been training with the under 23 so I'm not sure he was even training with the with certainly with the first team squad um and it was yeah obviously posted several times on social media Tommy Smith what a great signing he would be um for one reason and another you hear all sort I won't go into that you heard all sorts of rumors coming out about I don't know potential clash of personalities and a strong perhaps didn't want another strong personality in the dressing room whatever that was um and yeah, I think Sunderland have got quite a decent signing, perhaps. It's a no-brainer, really, till the end of the season. I think one of their central is it Bailey Wright, one of their central defenders, is out reasonably long term. So he didn't he didn't play yesterday. He was on the bench. Didn't come on uh, didn't come on yesterday. I checked that. But um, and I think yeah, why fans? I mean, it's just uh, it's a just a, a memory of better days gone by, isn't it? You know, you tend to you know relate to Tommy Smith in the 14-15 season. Tommy Smith regularly scoring. I don't know what six half a dozen goals a season we just haven't got that anymore so I think that's that's what fans I think sort of tend to think of that you know it's, it's, a, it's a it's a memory of much much better days really do you think, much, be, much better period to the club Craig do you think that's specific to Ipswich because we've just been kind of on a downturn for for so many for so many years yeah I think so yeah we've just been sort of starved of any you know and as they said we're just harking back to when when we had a half decent season five years ago, yeah. um, but you know, in terms of transfer, if it's six months, then Christ Almighty, what's what's the harm in just getting a guy in who was already here, who's living locally, who knows the club, hasn't got to be integrated or anything, just for the sake of six months, getting you to the end of the season. You never know what's going to happen with injuries. Hint, hint. Um, you know, just just get it done. You know, it's not going to cost the earth, is it? it seemed that, to me, it seemed a no-brainer, but obviously it was. Hmm. Mick Mills spoke well, as he always does, though, about oh, yeah. pres- presumably the size of the squad and the wage budget's probably been stretched right out, yeah. given how many players we've kind of managed to Tell keep. Tell you what, on. squad's not looking quite so big now, is it? Dave. Um, shall we Shall we go to yesterday's game? I made my return to, to Portman Road after, after a couple of Dude. months away. So what that means is the the book is back with, with, with pink with pink writing the, the night before I saw Wayne Rooney um, taking the mickey for, for Derby um, we were talking we, maybe you can bring this up at the end Dave about the chasm between the Premier League and the Championship against the chasm between the Championship and League One because having done two games in two days I think I might be able to speak on that a little bit um, let's go through this team Craig um, unchanged isn't it so uh, Holly and goal Wolfenden, Chambers, Earl is a, what we think is a nicely balanced um, 
back three there. Um, Edwards right wing back, Garbutt left wing back. Downs, Nolan and Judge. I'd like you to speak a little bit about that triumvirate and how they work together. And Caden Jackson and Will Keane up top. Um, you've won 4-1 the previous week. It would seem fairly sensible, Craig, to keep the same team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no qualms, no problems with that. It's As you say, it's balanced, isn't it? it all, just all across the pitch, it's just nicely balanced. Left and right, you've got two left footers on the left-hand side of your defence. You've got two right on the right. Chambers is probably more suited to being that central stopper, if you like, rather than one of the two marauding centre-halves. Um, Judge Jackson and Keane obviously played very well against Burton, having been given the freedom of Portman Road to do so. Um, it's just that the central midfield, isn't it? And you know, Downs yesterday was again, was everywhere. First half especially, he was absolutely everywhere. He was breaking stuff up. He was not only just in front of his back four, he was breaking stuff up in the final third. It's just the other the other central midfield. And he, he, I'm not saying you can drop Nolan because you know, he was part of a team which done very well last week, but it's just that other space in that central midfield is st- still open to open to conjecture, I would, I would suggest. Dave, I've got so much to say because Craig did something really interesting there. He didn't even include Judge when he was talking about the central. He said, oh, Judge Jackson and Keane as if, well, Judge isn't even an issue. Dave, is there an optimum configuration for three um, central players in, as in, do you, do you prefer one stopper to, to number eights, etc.? Do you prefer to sit in and a number 10? Do you prefer this attempt at a, a six and eight? and the 10 that we seem to be doing? Or um, do you just work off your players? Because it seems like we've got several different ways we can do it. Well, what what do you prefer? And, and how, how do you I see the I best configuration? I think I prefer a shield. I think I prefer a one in front, a one in front of, the, of the back four there, a two. And then, you know, judging a, someone in that in that 10 role. And you, might, you say about, you know, the players, surely the players are good enough to, Christ almighty, work that out for themselves. They really are. Um, and what... No, I mean, to me, yesterday, you know, yes, it worked well. Craig said it worked well the week before when the players had the pretty much against, I thought, were a really poor Burton sign, you know, about the freedom of the park. Um. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Whether you want to protect yourself whilst online or just get access to more streaming content, NordVPN has the solution for you and are now in partnership with us here at Blue Monday. NordVPN can be your cyber bodyguard whilst you're browsing online, but it also allows you to access more streaming content from abroad like sporting events, box sets or films. With one click of a button, NordVPN can digitally transport you to the US, Australia or Amsterdam. For the price of an ITFC match program each month, you can subscribe to NordVPN and have access to these great services. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, head to nordvpn.com slash bluemonday or click the link in the podcast description. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, so get yourself a great deal and support the podcast in the process. Nolan for me yesterday, he just, he's so, such a frustrating player. You look at Nolan, I look at Nolan, and I've said before when he last season, you know, more than held his own to a degree in the championship and a poor side. And this season at times, he's technically, he looks great, but he just doesn't, it's not laziness, he's just not brave. He's just, for Dave, me, I'm he's going to sound not, like a broken record again. He's yesterday, not brave with the ball. Yesterday, you're coming up against a tight midfield yeah. three with rotation as well. And it just seems, um, Craig, for years, we haven't been able to cope with no. that, have we? No, no, absolutely not. And as Dave says about Nolan, he, he probably is the most technically proficient 
player we've got in that midfield. Yeah, he can take the ball Excellent. in tight spaces on both feet. I couldn't tell you if he's right foot or left foot. He just pings passes off. When he's it, when he's up for it, which is very, very rarely, he's, he's a real, real good modern, you'd say, central midfielder. He was probably man of the match away at Fleetwood. He was playing a little bit further forward, but it's just a mentality thing. It's just weird for a guy who scored what umpteen goals for Shrewsbury in presumably an attack, a more attacking role. He just doesn't seem to be, well, whether he's told not to do it or doesn't fancy doing it. Who knows? Frustrating. Okay. Um, so going into the game, the upside for Ipswich there in seventh upside, a win would have taken them fifth. Um, I saw Oxford a couple of weeks ago, although can pretty much write off any information I took from that game because it was just about the worst conditions I've ever seen a match. But Dave, since then, Baptiste, the centre midfielder, has gone to Brentford and Fosu, one of the wingers. Um, yeah. But they seem fairly well stuck yesterday in both of those Certainly did. areas. Yeah. One change since the win over Wimbledon. So we had Eastwood in goal, <laughs> Ford, Dickey and Moore, the centre-halves, Ruffles, Dave loves a bit of Dickey, uh, Goran is the deep-line playmaker, <laughs> uh, Brannigan and Brown, again, a midfield with some with some rotation, we like to see that, um, Fluid. Henry down the right, I always worry with a player called Henry, I think, is he going to be more Henry, or is he going to be more Henri, that's always a worry for mm-hmm. me, um, <laughs> Holland down the left, um, and Matty Taylor is the number nine, the upside for Oxford, um, a win uh, could have taken them eighth, and a big Oxford crowd. It's half term, isn't it? It's it's They're a really big good day out, out, isn't it? Yeah, um, touching two thousand there. Um, off we go into the first half, and um, Dave, it's a first half that um, Ipswich really up until around the half an hour mark are the better side, more possession, a bit more territory. Oxford not managing to play through their playmaker, but only half chances, Dave. And generally, um, when Jackson gets the half position out out wide and, and cutting crosses back, but a not bad first half hour from Ipswich, Dave. Oh, good, good. I mean, right, obviously, right in front, right in front of where I sit, and you know, Edwards and Jackson, very good down that down the right there, Jackson. Yeah, had the beating of the had the beating of the fullback, and you know, very good at this. He squares the fullback up, just gets the ball out of his feet, and I, I don't think the ball's in. You know, cutting these balls back from the ball, I think they were just decent balls, but we just. They, you're right. They ought to. They, it sounds odd. They ought to have been clear cut chances, but they just sort of type half chances. We didn't quite connect, and I mean, it just didn't just didn't quite happen. And and, and that was that sort of game. I think we had two or three of that. Maybe yeah, three certainly three. I think I can remember. Ball just didn't quite. Well, you'll get to these chances. You know, the ball just didn't quite, didn't quite fall, or you know, we get a, you know, we get good connection in and really good defending. It's a block, and you, and you, you know, this is Ipswich, and you think, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna pay for this, we're gonna pay for it. Yeah. So there's one for Craig. There's one for Garbett that comes on his right foot. He's being closed down. There's one. Yeah, that was a good chance. There's one yeah. for Nolan where it um, opens up and it's fairly well blocked. There's one slammed across. All by. All created really by um, Jackson's running in behind the yeah. Keen. The best one was I think he, he created one where he fizzed it across and I, whether he I can't remember if he took it off Keen or who he took it off, but um, Downs like had a flick at it. Oh, the back heel. Yeah, yeah. I think Garber was behind. Garber was, was Garber, behind yeah, in a much better yeah. position than when the right foot won the. The went problem over. is Downs has seen Kiefer Moore do that exact same goal for uh, Wigan last week, hasn't he? Kiefer, and he's like Kiefer Sutherland. Dudley. I know Kiefer yeah. Sutherland, Roberto Dudley Moore. I I can do that. Craig as well. Um, Will Keane getting up at the back post from a corner from where I was sat is one of those embarrassing Ooh. ones where you think it's yeah. you just fingers gone in and you you're up and it's like oh sit down yeah he did yeah but he didn't even hit the side netting of that did he i don't know it, it was a good, the ball good was cross. Actually, it was almost beyond the back post when he headed yeah that. yeah he's heading it back wasn't he but yeah. it, as you say about jackson first off and certainly wolfenden as well wolfenden was yeah. like nipping in front of his um player yeah. wasn't he and, and releasing it quickly to down the wing to jackson we played Jackson perfectly in that first half, didn't we? Exactly as we all know he should be played. It's just down that channel. He did it once on the on the left channel as well. He took it inside his man and cut it back. But as Dave said, you know, we were, it was often 
crossing it into areas that he would hope that someone would have been rather than specifically picking someone out with well, his cross. Craig, we'll talk about composure when it comes to the Oxford goal, but I think Correct. composure maybe, yeah, maybe is the issue. Um, Craig, it opens up a little bit um, from 30 to 40. Um, in, in the first game against Oxford, there was much more of a sense that they were able to play through and try and uh, go through the central midfield and then out to the wide guys. I thought in this game, they were very much restricted to the counter, trying to find the hole on the side of the um, on the side of the wing backs. We did get um, a nice little end to end um, period. And I must just say the most Ipswich thing I've ever seen um, when uh, Oxford run that counter attack and the guys coming away. And of course, I'm right on it. I'm, I'm saying to Garbett, bring him down, bring him down. Garbett tries the technical foul. Misses the technical misses foul, him. but still yeah. gets the yellow card. Book, yeah. And they have the chance, don't they? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. They still was, get the chance. That was P. Kipswich. He tries to make the technical foul. Well, I'll, I'll take the yellow card. Doesn't even make it, but it's probably my fault for going, bring him down, bring him down. I'm that type, yeah. of, I'm that type yeah. of football fan. And um, Craig, um, on 43, um, uh, Dave, I don't know whether he agreed with me when I saw him at halftime, but... I say, I say, lovely goal. Um, I think this is a nice goal. And the lovely one moment goal. of the half when, um, when there was some composure in the box, sadly comes from yeah. Oxford on on forty three. When you don't know, Craig. Yeah, when you see it back, it's, it's a quite nice constructed goal, really. Yeah, it is. And sort of Edwards gets he drifts inside, doesn't he? He's Lose he's the other side touch. of the yeah, bad he's the other touch. side of the centre circle, isn't he? And it's a bad touch, and then they're on it, pouncing <laughs> it straight away. And because Edwards is so out of position. Again, like we saw against Burton, there's a bit of a swathe of space on Craig, his side of the ball, pitch. This ball that Ruffles plays um, to break the lines, we didn't play that pass, did we? At any point during the game, it was all down the sides. But a ball from you know the the, the fullback zone into the number ten zone to break simple, the lines, we didn't manage ball. to we didn't manage simple to play ball, that really. ball. Did we? Yeah, it is, Dave. But we we didn't we didn't do that, did we? No. no. And the thing is, once they did it, they quickly moved it. Into the area, and Henry didn't. He had his first touch, wasn't it? He, yeah, I got that wrong in my review. I thought he he had a touch. Did it but first time, didn't he? But it was great a composure. Beautiful, beautiful cushioned, as you say, composure. They were just far more clinical. And as we were alluding about Jackson just knocking the ball into space, he didn't knock it into space. He picked out Taylor. He knew exactly what he was doing. But what you notice is when um, is it Brannigan that was Bran- running with the ball? Brannigan, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Like Wolfenden's following him, isn't he? And sort of ushering him, ushering him. And then for some reason, Chambers decides to sucked in step, there, no? step out with him and leave <clears throat> Taylor all by himself in the around the six-yard box. So, yeah, I don't know. But, you know, once it's in the area, it's, it's beautiful. It's it's a good pass from Taylor and it's pretty simple. What's your take on that one, Dave? Taylor. Yeah, I think so. I think when you, when you see it back, it's a well-constructed goal. I mean, Edwards doesn't cover himself. Doesn't cover himself. It's a terrible touch in the centre circle there, but... Yeah, once Ruffles get it, plays it in the Brannigan. Yeah, it is, it is a nice goal. Yeah, good, really good from Henry. Just really good composure. Yeah. Um, and as Craig rightly said, um, Chambers just gets drawn in. So Taylor, one touch, gives gives Holy the eyes and passes it in. He's done quite well. I think he's like 14 goals he's got. I think he's he's done quite well for them, hasn't he? He went for he went for a bit Bristol, of money across Bristol, Bristol didn't City. he? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. And this, Dave, this was my problem when I was doing my post match yesterday. <laughs> um, I kept using the word context. Um, in the fact that as soon as the context of the game changes, and I know you've spoken and now you're chasing the lead, basically when that goal went in, we were done. Um, we were done mentally. Do you agree? I mean, bad time to score. Yeah, the classic just before half time, almost sucker punch. They had, a, they had quite a good shot, didn't they? Someone hit a shot which Holy dealt with quite well, I think, only minutes before they scored. But other than that, they really they hadn't really done much at all. And we were, you know, by far the more dominant side and certainly chances up to then but it's yeah you, you could see it couldn't you know they go in half time tails up we, we go in half time having had reasonable chances not scored you're very much down and yeah I don't think yeah tough to just didn't just came out second half and really huffed and puffed for the balance of the second half really well, I think was it Joe or Richard in our whatsapp group shared the xg map and oh, it's flat just flatlines in, flat in, yeah. in the second half yeah. doesn't it um craig there's there's a bit of a sense that the first five minutes of the second half they're they're up and judges cool, at it. it and we force a couple of corners but um it's a bit of a game of where's wally as in um spot the chance here and 
this is the point where the frustration kicks in about 55. And this is the big problem I've got with, with this team this season is that when, when you're in this mode, you need to stick to whatever your, your plan is and your philosophy. And if the philosophy, is, as Dave said, is you're going to have two and you're going to try and get judge playing, going to get the wing backs forward. If one holds, you're going to get a centre back forward. Didn't see any of this. And I have to say, I felt very sorry for Will Keane and Caden Jackson, who continually had um, Dickie and Moore just headering everything away and a whole series of... Um, long balls launched forward to the two of them. Um, why did this unravel maybe 10 minutes even into the second half, Craig? Confidence. But it, we, we've seen it time and time again, haven't we? How, and it's a subject we go over all the times. How many often have we seen two halves that are vaguely similar? You know, we played so well that first half. I know we didn't create any many chances. Their goal, as ever, we didn't really work. Their goalkeeper, I think we had one shot on target in the first half. And a good save from Keane, point blank. Yeah, I that was it. it. That was a good save. Yeah, yeah, that was it, wasn't it? But it, we didn't, certainly didn't deserve to be losing going going into half time. But we were. And then it's the confidence thing, you know. And our game plan just seems to unravel. And we, as I said before, who is there on the pitch just saying, "Come on, fellas, you know, let's let's stick to what we were good at." You know, we've yeah, kept. Yeah, hold we're the ball. Change. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know what time did what time did Bishop come on and we changed the shape. Uh, Seventy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that didn't help matters either, did it? You know. <laughs> we'll get to that substitution, Craig. I mean, I think you know what what perhaps doesn't help is that Holy's got a massive kick. Kick, I said, Ben. Um, but, um, <laughs> That's but, tremendous. But, uh, six, um, foot, six foot seven. Know, do, huge I mean, kick. is it just by just be? You know, are we? You know, are we more direct than by design? Because he has. I mean, he can. Well, crikey, it's unbelievable. I'm but. not talking about Holy. I'm. T- I'm. T- I don't want to bury Chambers. I'm talking a lot about Chambers as well. Um, just and especially from that middle centre back, just straight balls. And yeah. can I make some kind of defence of Will Keane? Right, players are either strong and good in the air or they're not. Yes, you can practice and this, that and the other. And yes, yeah. Will Keane is a tall man, but you're either good in the air or you're not good in the air. And I get very upset with... Um, with uh, Look, obviously I sat next to this idiot abusing Will Keane for the whole second half. But if you're not good in the air, even if you're a fairly tall man, um, it is not your fault if the ball is booted up to you against Dickie and Moore, who are... Yeah. Who are but good in the air. I was going to just, just quickly add to that. Unfortunately, I think um, the other family brother got the heading genes, didn't he? <laughs> right, there you go. <laughs> Craig? But then, as you say, you know, it's not necessarily him not being particularly good in the air. Everybody that he comes up against in that division is going to be very, very, very good in the air, aren't they? So he's going to have to be extra especially good in the air. To, to If he's receiving that kind of service. My issue is with <coughs> the service, not with... Um, look, OK, Norwood is better... Um, we, we, we know that Norwood's our only good aerial striker at the moment, but I, I have a bit of an issue with... Can I, yeah, can I make it a point? Did we, did we ever effectively replace Daryl Murphy? I'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going back down that rabbit hole, are we? That will take at least four minutes. Leon Best is the answer, Dave. I was going to say, Leon, Leon, Leon Best hasn't got, he hasn't got, got a club uh, at the moment, has he? I'm sure. David Best, of course. There we go. Um, Dave, what happened to Chambers on 60 when Taylor gets in behind him? Uh, yeah, he just switches right off, doesn't he, I think. And a bit, a bit of ball watching there. Great touch from Taylor. Unbelievable touch from Taylor. And, yeah, Holy does quite well there because he, clo- he, he comes out quite quickly and closes him down well. But, yeah, I think he's just guilty of ball watching. I think, to be fair, perhaps give him a little bit of the ball, tends to sort of drift, drift a bit further than he anticipated. A brilliant touch from Taylor. Um, I must just address that the last real clear chance I've got down as 52 when Edwards comes into the box. Doesn't doesn't expect Uh, to get it. Does it hit his thigh or his his thigh or his shin? shin. He has a header from a corner, doesn't he? I think that's prior to that, um, Dave, the one that gets tipped over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So here come the changes. Um, Sykes comes in for Holland and then... um, Lambert responds, Dave, by taking out um, Guion Edwards, putting Ted Bishop in, sticking Wolfenden right back, Garbert goes back to four, fullback. 4-4-F in two. Judge down the right, Bishop down the left, Nolan um, and down central. Um, 
I, I, I said on my post-match again, I can say with hindsight that, that that didn't work. If it had have worked, it, it would have worked. Is there a 4-3-3 or a 4-2-3-1 you can use um, in this scenario? Especially, sorry, broken so. record, given you're up against the central midfield three. Yeah, it all looked a bit disjointed. And I thought, OK, different scenario, different game. You know, Craig has already said, you know, Burton was so easy to play for. But, you know, the straight swap Bishop, I think, for Judge last week, wasn't it? Just seemed to, you know, just seemed to work. But Bishop, you know, Bishop was out on a limb. Didn't We didn't really see what he, I, I think, once perhaps he shrugged his shoulder and broke the line once. But other than that, he just didn't land on the ball also, at all. Also, Dave, what about Keane back to... 10 and Sears on up front with yeah, yeah. with Jackson yeah. and you oh, know, absolutely try and shorten the shorten yeah. the passes Craig what was your what you, your view on that shape change I just think it completely negated us it, yeah. we we went to a very very flat 442 we ended up playing four players out of position we had Wolfenden at, at right back we had Garber who was now going to be less effective because he was playing left back you've got Bishop wide left and Judge wide right it just seemed to to my eyes it just seemed that Lambert thought, oh, this worked last week. We're going to do, we're going to do it again. Mm-hmm. But it, but there was no reason. You could have kept the same shape but changed the personnel who maybe not have worked. Now, Judge wasn't did. having his greatest game, was he? So straight swap, Bishop for Judge, for example. She's what he did. Um, yeah, Louis. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we had you know, Hughes was on the bench. Um, you know, could have swapped him out for Nolan just to get something different in there. Um, I just thought that the, the change itself took far too long to happen. And I, I, I sit, I think, a little bit above Dave. I'm at the top of the co-op, um, above the corner flag there where the tunnel is. So when I look at the rare occasions we are attacking, I have to look past our bench towards the north stand. And you can see Lambert's there, and he's forever just chatting away with assistant, chatting away with Gill. Writing Nothing a lot of notes. Yeah, writing, writing like sitting Nothing down. wrong with writing just, a lot of notes at the football, Dave. I'd say if you're, if you're, yeah, if you're, unless you're a highly paid your... football manager, exactly. <laughs> just so much. There just seems to be so much. No, procrast- make the decision. Yeah, so much procrastination, and what, if if that's what they came up with after chatting about it for a quarter of an hour, then I'd be very concerned. And yeah. Lambert in his post-match said, um, uh, uttered the immortal phrase two number tens." Um, so we're going for um, Harry from Bath's famous Brazil. 1982 Magic Square. Um, no, that didn't happen, did it? We certainly weren't playing with two number 10s. Because I could see on 85 minutes... I couldn't see Taylor, one, Craig. <laughs> well, Taylor shouted out to Bishop. Ten. He was actually showing him two hands. 10, 10, go 10. And that was on yeah. 85 minutes. It certainly wasn't when Bishop came on. And I certainly didn't see anything resembling Socrates and Zico either, Ben. <laughs> well, no, to be fair... There, he can't resist sometimes i'll drop something in and he, he might even wait like five ten minutes but he'll still he'll still come he'll talk about the three two game with with italy uh, um, <laughs> in in due course um this oh. and just guys just just nothing for the last 10 minutes or so oxford managing it really well now we're starting to get the frustration and they're they're um, I sort of, um, I sort of tapped out about 75 minutes. I'm, I'm, I'm famous for doing this in football matches. Going, now, nah, now nah, we're done. This is, this, this, this isn't happening. Um, you, you just tell by the, by the body language. But Craig, um, controversy. Uh, well, Freddie Sears comes on for Alan Judge, which uh, on 90 minutes, which, irked, which irked a lot of people. Can I just, in Lambert's defence, say he did make his move on 70 minutes, but a lot of people seemed very irritated that Sears um his move obviously didn't work so everyone forgot about it but um yeah Sears coming on with three seconds to go or whatever yeah that, that was a strange but you know given that we were losing we only made one sub in effect didn't we you know mm-hmm. not counting Sears um in, in normal time basically yes yeah and but does that does that necessarily does that necessarily knock on to the fact that our our bench was a bit samey we had um Hughes Dizel Skews as your central midfielders, you know, could was there space on the bench for Dobra, for example? Just something a little bit different than Said what this was yesterday. Yeah. yeah, than what was there, you know, because he, he probably looked around and thought, well, pff, I'm only changing like for like anyway. Mm. Mm. Um, but Craig, in the 92nd minute, um, and I must admit, I was the fan who got this completely wrong. Um, there's a coming together between Jackson. Was it Dicky again, Dave? 
It was Dicky. <laughs> Dicky was, was all tricky. over it yesterday. He wasn't was he? tricky all um, game. Dickie. Which I actually didn't think was a foul. Um, I may be wrong about that. Um, I, I didn't abuse the referee though. Um, I just kind of, yeah, I just game. kind of yelled. Um, but apparently, um, a bit of a stampy, stampy from. Caden Jackson um, in stoppage time of a game you've already lost with your <laughs> centre forward just gone for an operation and Freddie Sears not quite fit. Um, first of all, Craig, I don't know if you've seen a replay. Is it violent conduct, serious foul play? Does he stamp on him? Well, yeah, there's a bit, as you say, it's a bit of a tangle, isn't it, to start with, and Dickie ends up on the floor. Um, and it's, balls, as I was balls sort saying, of there, isn't it? Yeah, and as I was saying earlier, I'm right the in the balls other there, corner. Dickie's on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he has I've got a, to well, according, myself somehow. According to Rich, Rich had a bit of, or Rich has communicated that it was a stamp. Whether he could see it, whether people who were in the North Stand see it, they reckoned it was a stamp. So you know, there's going to be no appeal, I wouldn't think, and it's going to be a yeah, three three games, three game ban, which would tie nicely with the same amount of time that Norwood's off. I thought. Yeah, marvellous. Yeah, it was a bit of, a, it seems like a bit of, as I used to say, a bit of afters, isn't it? A bit of afters. But David, so his frustration at having the, first the ball booted fine, up to you. The ball, he tries half. to sort of manoeuvre the ball away and sort of get tangled up. The first challenge is fine. Then he comes back for a bit of afters. And again, from, you know, totally over opposite side to me and just seeing the highlights on Quest or something like that, you, it's, it's hard to tell, but it looks like he does put his foot in there. But he, hasn't, he, hasn't, he hasn't shown these that sort of player in the previous no, two years. So where's it, where's it suddenly come from? I just say an injury time of a game you've already lost. Frustration, when you can isn't it? Do without him bloody well. Frustration. Um, I think it's one and of those the line, instances. Line, the, assistant, the assistant's got a great view, as yeah, he? was all over it, wasn't he? Okay. I think it's one of those instances where players, and they do do it, they, they try and leave one on and get get away. We saw Livermore do it um, against Forrest in the... In the um, yes, championship yeah. a couple of weeks ago they it just wasn't cute enough yeah they they leave one on but so that will be Caden Jackson assuming um yeah serious foul play or violent conduct whichever one that's a three game uh a three game ban so four two three one ahoy um bring it on I say but um shall we go to some questions gentlemen these will be fun <laughs> won't they yeah <laughs> um what have we got here should we try and take some um Try and take some from names we haven't heard before. Here we go. Ryan Lambert. There we go. Any relation, oh, hello. To, any hello. relation to Paul Craig? Um, I don't think the postponements have been the issue. More that when we did them, the rest wasn't enough for the regulars. Um, Craig, the postponements have been coming coming back up now. Um, what, in your view, was the impact of the postponements? Um, can, can we lay any blame back to um, autumn and postponing games? Uh, we just had momentum, didn't we, back then? Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm of the opinion that we should have we should have played them. If you look back and look at the players that we would have lost, and I see, you know, I get the argument you want to go in with your strongest available squad, but you know, we just had so much momentum behind us, and we were winning games, not necessarily playing well, which is a good sign. So they say we reckon that you know we may have been able to recall downs had he been one of the ones that had been called up because of the age group he was playing in rather than it being a, a senior squad and things like that at the, of, at the time I was of the opinion that we should have played the matches um, and I haven't changed that opinion at all oh, I just so, think you know weather was better pitches were better yeah I think I don't know Lambert was just trying to be too bloody clever and he has that whole autumn he was just trying to be too clever for his own good hmm um Dave this is Ty um why have we stopped talking about our lowest league position since? Um, we're all desperately looking up, but the reality is we are in free fall. Um, so what, I assume that we can tack another couple of years on, being as we had the promotion. What? How far back are we going now for this lowest position? Well, it's 57, so it would be the season before we got promoted, so it would be 1956, I guess, um, when we were last in this. Is that significant to you, Dave? Third tier, not particularly, really, is it? I don't know. Not really. Doesn't doesn't resonate with me. I honestly think, sadly, I think it's we're going to have to suffer. I hate to say it, a lot more pain before it gets better. I think I can see it. I really shows do. A, shows a trend, doesn't it? Though that's the yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Arthur Pickthorn, Dave says, any chance we might see Ben Morris get involved now? Um, don't talk to me specifically about Morris, Dave. But do you now change the system to? Uh, a number nine, either in a four-two-three-one, and two wide players, or 
with a supporting cast behind him, or will we see uh, two up top in whatever configuration? I think we'll see two up top, but configuration, Keane Sears and whatever configuration from then on. I, I don't see it. I mean, Morris, okay, I know he's back, free from injury. I think he's been scoring one or two goals for the 23s, but he hasn't been, I haven't seen him named in a, even in a squad so yeah like certainly like just change the subject like Craig I'd like to see someone like Dobra Dobra on the bench who can come on and give you something slightly different very young but can give you something different but no I mean I, I can see him going with Keenan Sears worryingly on the way home last night on Suffolk I think I heard Mills and and Brenner talking about um you know these are there any free agents out there and you thought oh, Christ has it really come to that you know has it really come to that you say about Sears, though, but Lambert's still questioning whether he'll be... You know, he hasn't taken a tackle yet. He keeps going on about he hasn't yeah, he faced a strong tackle yet. Except, Why is he putting that in so, his head? <laughs> well, yeah, quite, yeah. Go. I want you to, yeah. And I don't see... Unfortunately, I don't see for all... For all you know, we said he's what, he was six foot two, six foot three. Not, not, not he, you know, in the air, heading's not his forte. You don't really see Keane leading the line on his own, do you? No. Um, Craig, this is from... Dave, um, after Robert and Peterborough and Sunderland defeats, we say goodbye to automatic promotion. Has Saturday's defeat ended the playoff hopes? <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I don't think it hasn't ended them, has it? It's, it's put a bloody great spanner in the works, but you know, we'll we'll know. As I think Joe's pointed out, there's some midweek games, aren't there, this week that don't include us, where everyone can sort of get to more of a and at level playing field in terms of games played. And maybe that their strikers the... will get red carded for violent conduct at the end of yeah. the games when they're losing. Yeah. Yeah. Or pull a pull a groin or something like that, maybe. Um I just I don't you know, even before yesterday, we were sort of fighting for fifth and sixth place, weren't we? Um along well, Christ I thought it would be along with people like Wickham, but they won again. So they're staying there, mate. They're yeah, absolutely. Still absolutely. Staying there. That'd be a fun away game for someone in the playoffs, wasn't it? <laughs> What was quite interesting is on the way home, I was listening to Mick Mills, and he was saying he reckons we're still going to get in the playoffs. And the reason he, he gave, yeah. yeah, and the reason he gave was for other teams um, up and down form. Well, if you look at the form table, other teams haven't got up and down form at all. You know, not they're at all. not at no, all. they're flying high and winning, winning most weeks. We're the ones with the form in the bottom third of the league. Not you've so got. Not I mean, just, I just I did a bit of this. You've got Fleetwood five on the spin, Sunderland four on the spin. Obviously, Coventry five on the spin. They're all they're all really in. Yeah, a lot of these um, challenges around us are all in great. Fleetwood beat Pompey yeah, yesterday as well, didn't they? Well, even even after that, the top yeah. the top eight. I've got the form table in front of me. The top eight of the form table are Coventry, Fleetwood, Peterborough, Sunderland, Gillingham, Rotherham, Portsmouth, and Wickham. That's yeah. how it should be though at this time of the season, isn't it? Yeah, those people yeah. all all in. Yeah, the... Gillingham are Gillingham undefeated since like December, aren't they? Yeah. Um, whose question is it? Yours, Dave. Um. This is Matt. He says the first game I've left Portman Road this season actually fuming. Why after the why after bossing the first half with a multitude of chances did Lambert get them going long every single time? Was it was it Lambert getting them to go long or was it the players running out of ideas? It players running bit players running out of ideas there. Um, I think the goal the goal when it was scored after our yeah reasonable domination of the first half just completely knocked the stuffing out of us. Really, you like to think what was said at half time, but. Because we did, yeah, you know, Craig's right. We did start the second half fairly well for the first few minutes and got a few corners. And you think, okay, yeah, we can get a goal back and maybe, maybe. But you know, after that, it just completely petered out. And yeah, lack of confidence, lack of bravery on the ball. And they were very mobile, as you said. They closed us down pretty well, didn't they? Especially in midfield, quite mobile, quite fluid, and just basically ran out of ideas other than the thump forward from from Holy in the end, which played totally into Brown and um, sorry, not Brown, Moran. Our friend Dickie's hands. Judge, judge, judge had a poor game, didn't he? Yesterday? Judge he was, was, he was out nowhere. He was, yeah, you know, he was, I thought he was good for the first one. 20 minutes, but then thereafter. Yeah, didn't land on had, the ball at all, really. Yeah, exactly. He's had his one decent game for the yeah, month or so, think, and it was last week. Honestly, you think of that game last week where I, you know, I think comfortably is the best game for us, and you think, come yeah. on, kick on, get, you know, grab hold of this game by the scruff of the neck. But, but Dave, just, in Judge's position, there's two things you can do. There's one is trust your centre mids and try and find the space. Try and be the outball for them. Mm. The other thing that you see a number 10 doing is come back into the centre and actually get involved. And I I, I feel sometimes that actually come 
if it is crowded in there, actually come in because he's very good in tight space. He's got a good first touch. He can he can turn. Um, would, he goes wide though, doesn't he? That's yes, what he does. He try, well, he tries he, yeah. exactly. He tries to Drifts find wide. tries to find the space, and then we're a little bit we're a little bit unmanned. Um, which kind of plays into um, ITFC Mark's question, which says for Ben. So I'll take this one, mm-hmm. guys. It's my question. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, players have the ability. Fitness is their formation should work. Would you um, therefore agree? It's Paul Lambert's game plan they're working to. That's at fault. Is he overthinking it? How would you set up the team? And what game plan would you get them working to? I think we talked about this all season. Is that we're not necessarily bothered what the shape, what the personnel is. If it's a if it's a steady if it's a steady plan we're working for. I kind of agree a little bit with Dave that it, it looks like you need you do need a sitter in this three. And if you can rely on Wolfenden to get forward with Edwards or Vincent Young and uh, Earl, who was actually, uh, Earl was all right, wasn't he? To get forward okay. with Garbert, that maybe that's a better attacking outlet than playing through um, I- central midfield, which we have not been able to do basically since Joe Royal and George I Burley. Hate, I hate to say it, but don't shoot me down. But I know thousands going to say excuse, foul. Craig. He is. And he probably is the best sitter still. If, if you yeah, can yeah. attack down the sides. And, yeah, well, and, yeah, and then and that's where that it's young, perhaps. That's where we missed him. But why can't yeah. we play through central midfield? Yeah, exactly. Why? Well, no, we, should, we, should, we should be able to. We should be able to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know about this with, with Goran Rodriguez you know, bloke that, for Oxford. Why can yeah. Oxford have a deep line playmaker and Ipswich can't? We haven't had one of those since. Well, we know Jim. when. Jim. James. Oh, Does it on the bench? <sighs> well, it. yeah. I mean, I mean, is it? There is. He hasn't. I hadn't quite realised how he hasn't featured since Exeter, has he? I didn't realise quite how far back that was. Hmm. So beginning of January. Yeah. yeah. And he's only, he's only on the bench. He was only on the bench yesterday because Norwood was out. Yeah. yeah. Um, as usual, we say he's thank you go. to he's, everybody. He's go, he? We say thank you to so, everybody who asked questions. I tried to read out a few names I hadn't seen before. Please do continue <clears throat> asking the questions. We love it. We like the debate on on the Twitter thread, and it's always a nice part of the show because um, it, we we can get a little barometer of. Um, what fans think, rather than our own little Blue Monday echo chamber, which we which we do love to perpetuate sometimes, don't we, Dave? There we go. Yeah, we do. I mean, what, what I think we would say, it's certainly at the end there, I hung about for a few minutes just to see, I don't know if Craig did or you did, Ben, at the end, just to see the reaction and, yeah, it's definite signs of a, <laughs> a but what's big it, Dave, what's your, what's your view on that? Because we heard Lambert sort it out, which is not... Mick McCarthy, your football is shit. Mick McCarthy, get out of our uh, club. It's, it's Lambert sort it out. We did hear some, we did hear some boos, and um, they were they were getting after Keane and Jackson as well, weren't they? When the ball wasn't sticking, the North. Yeah, I, well. I must admit, I didn't hear that too much. But at the end, certainly Lambert copped for some flag, and as he walked off in front of our stand, it was oh, it was a bit cluffy. Whoa, Lambert, you're a disgrace. <laughs> there was a lot of the old Lambert, you're a disgrace came out. Um, um, Craig, there was one, Craig, one or two of those quite vociferous at the uh, at the front of the upper tier there. Craig, I haven't what, seen that before. What's it going to take for for a turn, Craig? I'm thinking of <laughs> Burley at home, to, you know, at home to Stockport. You know, when when time when time oh, runs out, maybe the playoffs are, you know, when playoffs are a midweek game. Um, do, do, do you think there's a there's a turning point, or is it just if you drop too far below that playoff line? Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's when we start getting cut adrift from, you know, when you look above, and I, I don't wish this to sound how it's going to sound, but when you're dropping <laughs> below teams like Fleetwood and Wickham well, and you're, you're looking above and seeing them start pulling away and Gillingham, uh, you know, just right just below us, then, you know, people are going to start getting angry about it, aren't they? If, if Oxford get a point midweek at home to Accrington, which I guess you'd fancy them to, will be ninth. Yeah. And then you know Gillingham, Gillingham are fifth in the form table, and they're not far behind us, are they? And they've got a they've got a decent striker playing for them every week up front, so I hear. <laughs> Don't know where they got him from. Have we got a recall? Have we got a recall clause on that? No, obviously not. No recall. No. No, you, well, you wouldn't have to the end of the season, would you? Steve Evans, for goodness sakes. Oh my God. Dear oh me. Um, 
yeah, that was lovely, wasn't it? Should we talk about Blackpool then? Um, Simon Grayson did not last long. There, David Dunn in charge now at Blackpool. Um, a nil-nil with um, AFC Wimbledon yesterday. They won at Portman Road, didn't they, Blackpool? Drew. Was it drawing? Was it nil? 2-2. 2-2. Yeah, Drew. In this window alone, though, this was what interested me before <clears throat> Grayson went. Um Boller came back online. They took Maxwell, famous for going safari for Preston last season in goal. Um, Gary Medin, who, um, if you're looking for a hulking, um, proven yeah, good sign, championship I think, that level. level striker, um, James Husband's coming. Um, got Taylor Moore from Bristol City, who's played a lot of championship. And Jordan Thornley as well. And obviously the lesser spotted Grant Ward. Um, we're going away, Dave. We've... <clears throat> Not really got any more than one fit striker. Um, we talked a little bit <clears throat> about system, but what's going to be the approach for this one? It's going to be a tough one, I think. I mean, Blackpool are sort of fairly, I think, entrenched in mid-table, aren't they? They've sort of they've got see, oh, okay, but but reasonably comfortable 16. There's a bit of a gap there, isn't it, between Tranmere third? Oh, there's I think some dirge. Loads yeah. of points. No danger, eight, yeah. I think Tranmere third bottom, I'm like seven or eight points adrift, I think. I can't remember. Mm. Um, I mean, he's got this guy up front, Gron, whatever he's, who's, who's fairly prolific, hasn't he? Is he he'll, I know that, I, I think he's, if he's fit, he'll play, so he'll be, he'll be an issue. The guy up front, Gron, Gron Wee, <laughs> sounds like snails. What, what's his name? What's his name? Grant, what a granolay granolay or whatever his name is um it's going to be difficult it's going to be difficult we need to start picking up points away we had a great array record we were blimey we were you know certainly top of the form table um and, and the away form table certainly leading up probably just up just after christmas into january probably those results have dropped off you know you haven't beaten teams like wimbledon away where we should have done probably arguably should have won a wickham away um we i mean again it's that same old same old every week we're saying it we certainly desperately need three points. And now you're not looking now you're not looking at commentary at Rotherham, you're now looking at the likes of Fleetwood and Portsmouth and teams like that now. Craig. Yeah, no, exactly. Agree with agree with Dave. Um but but are we we have we now don't have strikers though. If we're if we're hanging our hat on Will Keane and Freddie Sears and Teddy Bishop and Alan yeah, Judge Bishop to, to score to score our goals, then Crikey, we better be creating a fair few chances because they just they don't score. They're not prolific enough, are they? They're not clinical, clinical enough. What Bishop scored one goal in his entire Ipswich career. Judge hasn't scored many more than that, has he? Sears is not fit. Keane scored three in a season so far. Ironically, those chances yesterday that the you know the Jackson did flash across, they were the sort of chances perhaps Norwood not. Do you know what I mean? Not type one-on-one chances. You recall the goal he scored at South End, exactly the same type yeah. of goal. He was in that position. Well, Dave, been would, he, typical, would he have been typical. the one pushing right in on the six-yard line to give Jackson the Jackson the tapping passes as, as as well? You know. Yeah, um, Dave, are we expecting then? Let's be honest about this. It's going to be three-five-two. Um, Vincent Young's not going to be back. Yeah, it's going to be basically <clears throat> Sears for Jackson, and and that's it, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, I don't think there's anywhere else anywhere else to go. Like I said, I would like I would personally like to see the likes of Dobber on the bench just because he is someone that can come on and someone different who we perhaps haven't you know haven't got at the moment. Any chance um, of Hughes for Nolan Craig or is that you said that's everything's a, good a little bit Hughes, similar? Yeah, yeah, he might be, but then you know Nolan played 90 minutes, didn't he, yesterday? So is there any inclination that he's going to get swapped out? But just just purely for maybe a freshening of things up, then yeah. Possibly. Um, I don't know whether he'd trust Bishop from the start. Probably not. Um, so if there are changes, it'll be it'll be minimal changes, I would have thought. And maybe maybe Hughes for Hughes for Nolan and then um, the obvious probably Sears for Jackson up front. But I say I know I know to speak about it earlier, but Downs yesterday, he was just we're going to Christ, we're going to miss Downs when he when he goes in the summer because he was just everywhere for a kid. 21 years old, he was just bossing that midfield first half. He's just so strong, you know, Black. just gets his body in the way and he's got a great touch in little tight areas. He's he's going to be a hell of a player for someone. He, he really will. He's, he's come on leaps and bounds, hasn't he? Has. You, 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 tell you what, you make a very good point there. He uses his body really well, really yeah. cleverly. Do you know what? Yeah. For, a kid that young, for a kid that young to, yeah, to, to do that against... Yeah, so well. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's think... For me, him and... 
Yeah, and Wolfenden too. Yeah, they've been, you know, they've been the, what, the only bright spots for really this season, haven't they? Let's face it. But sadly, Wolfenden will do well to stay. Now he'll need to stay another year with us, I think. If he's if he's got any sense about him, he needs another full yeah, year. I think of, you're right. Yeah, Downs has got that Downs advantage. Can yeah, I, think, I think Reading will sell John Swift and Downs will go to Reading for 1.2 million or something <laughs> horrible like that. And then, and then sell him for 20 million pounds <laughs> the following summer. To, to that's what usually, with, that's yeah. the usual modus operandi, isn't it? That's oh, the God. Stop it. Um, pressing. Well, we, tr- we tried our best, guys. We tried our best. Do you remember, best, that, but... do you remember that, that very first month, Ben, when we started the pod all those five years ago? And we had Fraser and Fraser and Pittman and Fraser were scoring delightful goals at Preston. And we were at the top of the league and we thought, God, this podcast looks bloody easy, isn't it? Just come on, have a bit of a laugh. Everyone's upbeat. It's bloody brilliant. Well, we still have a laugh. I know. We have have more of a laugh than the slough slough lot, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we still love it. But yeah, sad times, guys. You've got a laugh. You've got yeah. to laugh. And I think there's a, there's a fair few of us now going down to Bristol. Yes. Why? But, so know, there, may, there, may, there may be some um, live pod action at Bristol. We're, pod we're, shenanigans, isn't yeah, it? We're, we're, yeah, we're, we're Southwest guys. We're working on it. Hey, <laughs> Craig, you know, I asked you, what day will it turn? There you go. Bristol Rovers away. That will be, <laughs> be the one because we're, cause we're all good. 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, Craig, um, any last words from you? you know, you're not going to no. die. Well, hopefully no, not. not, but. <laughs> yeah, depends how the Tuesday night games go. <laughs> um, Dave, we haven't had one. Can you just give us a crap? Crap and um, up a town, up a town, up a town. Um, stick with it, everyone. You never know. Could win the next eight games. Lots of them are at home, apparently. But I've been told off. I'm not allowed to say that anymore. Especially yeah, we're after. hanging our hat on those two uh, Bolton and consecutive home games against Bolton and Southend. Oh my um, god, that's what uh, we're hanging April, our hat on. When we're languishing down in 12th. It's alright, we got Milton Keynes at home on the last day. That'll uh, get us uh, over the line, won't it? Nailed on. Right, Dave, the last word of this pod should be crap. Can you do it again? Crap. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.